Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, Giancarlo Esposito may be coming to the MCU. Uh, we got first pictures, first look at the Hellstrom series and feedback from you guys. Let's talk about things. Woo! All that right with this ad we have no control over. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. And I'm Jeff Randall. Jeff Randall, what have we been working on all week? Uh, nothing, man. Oh, wait. PandaVision. Yeah, we have. I'm sorry, uh, PandaVision. This is our first non-Shield episode we've mentioned it on. We have a new show called PandaVision, or as we like to call it, PandaVision, because it sounds like WandaVision. Um, so check out PandaVision over on your... Uh, podcast catcher and give it a review because uh what what pandavision is it is the show where we're going to make the catch-all for all tv that is not fit doesn't fit into our other universes so uh we're we're starting out with the boys we're doing a boys rewatch right now uh we're about to start a um umbrella academy rewatch and then we're going to be watching the new seasons of umbrella academy and the boys as they come out um as well as basically any other geeky property or even not geeky property. If we just find a property, we're like, this is good television. Let's talk about it. It's going to become like kind of the catch all for that for stranded panda. So if you like that kind of stuff, if you like what we do here, please go subscribe and throw a review, a five-star review for Panda vision. Anyone that does a five-star review, we're going to give away a t-shirt very soon. Um, so anyone that does a five star review will be entered into a drawing for a t-shirt. Right, right, right. Yeah. We're going to give away a t-shirt to someone who, someone who does that this week. Yeah. Thank you for clarifying. <laughs> Definitely sounded like we were giving out all kinds of shirts. Yeah, just 40 t-shirts. Uh, we, 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 we basically giving away one or two t-shirts a week. We, we are basically giving away all of our profits already. So, <laughs> <laughs> So, please check that out, pal. Pan Division. Now, let's get right into the news. What do you got, Jeff? Uh, well, I mean, the biggest thing is that Giancarlo Esposito, uh, aka Gus Fring, aka from the Breaking Bad, from the Breaking Bad, <laughs> uh, aka uh, Mandalorian Ultimate Bad Guy Moff Gideon, also um, Mr. Edgar on The Boys. Also, Mr. Edgar on The Boys. Uh, also, uh, whatever character he was in uh, Do the Right Thing way back then, in the... Yes, that is true. He was in Do the Right <laughs> way Thing. Way back in the day. Yes. Um, anyway, he, he was in an interview recently, and uh, there's been rumors tossed around that he's going to be joining the MCU, and he pretty much confirmed that that was very likely the next big thing that he was going to be doing with his career. And that has set the internet ablaze. So the question is Magneto or doom. That's really what the internet is on fire about. Uh, Where do you stand? What do you think? Magneto or doom? Oh man. I, as much as I don't think that doom needs to be the first, uh, the first villain for the fantastic four and like in their first, MCU outing, if Gus Fring, if Moff Gideon, if Mr. Edgar was Dr. Doom, right? I would go nuts. Yeah, man. That would be amazing. I, I love him in everything I've seen him in, really. And he and I think he'd be a perfect Dr. Doom. Um, and I think he could play that sort of, you know, 
uh, whatever Latvarian is, like he could play that well. Um, <laughs> he does a good job sort of like with accents and playing slightly different character. Um, I, I like him a lot. I like his overall, somehow he is magnetic and interesting to watch, even when he's being a pretty mustache twirly villain. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Even before you really know his motivation in Breaking Bad, um, and they do kind of humanize him a little bit, like he's still fun to watch, even though he's at the same time very threatening. And I think that could be great for Dr. Doom or Magneto. I I don't want to discount Magneto. I think I'm so on the Denzel Washington train for Magneto that like, uh, I, I, I can't get off that. I think I'm, I think I'm just like, I'm committed. I want Denzel as Magneto. (laughs) But who would be, who would be professor X opposite him? I could, could be anyone, you know? Could be anyone. And it wouldn't even have to be like we, we talk about we've talked about it being two black men and there's been uh, people bouncing around different X versions of X. But like that could be the tension is like the the whole story, at least in the movies, is he's this Polish immigrant who gets, you know, his family killed by the Nazis and then X lives a life of privilege. Right. Like, what if you just have that? Oh, I see what you're doing. Yeah, the black man who, once mutants are being attacked, he's like, no, I fought the civil rights movement. I'm not dealing with this again. And then you have the other guy who has all this white privilege who goes... Uh, they'll, they'll, they'll learn to care about us. And he's like, no, I've been oppressed before. And like, I, I, I've, I've been oppressed my whole life and I want to fight it. Like you could have that tension between the two characters. So I don't even think it has to be a black man in the, in the X, but I think Magneto as a black man makes a lot of sense for like our current, for it to be in the current timeline of the MCU. Yeah. Well, in the current timeline of the MCU, uh, the current political climate and I mean, the civil rights movement was not that long ago. No, no. Like you could absolutely have him. Uh, Denzel, it's believably had been like a teenager, a 20 year old or something in the, uh, in the, in the sixties. Um, and, and, and then the civil rights movement also isn't over. Like, I mean, we're still, we're st- that's literally what's happening right now. And it's just like, yep. The, it w- it would be so, uh, poignant and Marvel has been a little off standoffish from those sorts of directly poignant topics. They generally tend to stick, stay away from the political uh, third rails sort of situations, but that's the beauty of making it Magneto story. You know, like you could really have it be like X. You could really have characters, people who are watching Magneto, and thinking he's a villain and other people watching it and going like, no, I totally get where this guy's coming from, you know, um, yeah. similar to what we saw with Black Panther and Killmonger. Yeah, that would be a, a really easy way to make him very relatable. And that's I think that's what Magneto has needed or had pretty much has always needed is he is the relatable response to you know, the, the oppression that non-mutants have put on mutants throughout the years. Like he's, he's the radical response where, you know, you think, oh no, we're, we're too civilized for that. But like in his position, like he sees, he sees how things are going because he's been through this before, you know, he went yeah. through, you know, the, the uh, Nazi concentration camps and he's, he's experienced that kind of like radical outrage at someone being different or you know and an other and 
to to kind of modernize it like a a black magneto you know who was a, a kid during the civil rights like he's been there you know he he could have been in one of the shootouts he could have uh you know his dad was killed in a lynching or you know anything like that anything yeah. like that easy. i mean you take you take those for scenes from the first x-men movie and you move them to like you know instead of the nazis dragging your parents away it's the kkk and you just have this like really you know modern story that could still that could resonate with everything that's like right in the news right now and i just i think it would be great i really would love to see it and yeah. it, it it it's also like I'm, I'm 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 all for representation you know like that's great um but it's representation with like a real purpose not just yes. representation in name only like look we put a black guy in the main role it's like no yeah, right he's black because yeah, exactly. Um, I don't get when people push back on making a character black, but like in this case, it would be like perfect and for a reason. And so they can modernize the story. Um, and I would I, I want it. I want it bad. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it just it fits. It's it's such a perfect time. And I feel like Marvel needs to go ahead and do that and then send us a check for the idea. Yeah. Yeah. It's totally our idea. Yeah, because we're we're the only ones that have had that idea. <laughs> you know, it's hard. I, I keep we keep jumping to uh, Magneto, and I and I'm very excited about the Magneto character uh, and and the, the fact that they could do it that way. I don't have as much experience with Doom. Like I, I mostly know him from the movies, and I know that everyone says they don't like the version from the movies. I and and even in the comics that I have read with Doom, he always seemed like a pretty mustache twirly, you know cartoon character from what I've seen, but I know he's not, I know there's more depth to him. So do you know much about doom in that realm? And can you talk uh, intelligently about like why, why this would be a good fit? Matt, I can't talk intelligently about anything. Yeah, to know that's, this. that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> I mean, Jeff intelligently. Oh, okay. Okay. And like intelligently relative to me. Yeah. Sure. yeah that's what I mean. Sure. Okay. <laughs> Um, so Doom is a super charismatic, he's the leader of a nation, uh, a, a nation of people who are pretty cool with him. Um, he's super charismatic, he's super strong, he's super intelligent, um, and he is super imposing. Uh, not like he puts his face on everybody else's face, but... He when he shows up, he has that gravity uh, to draw all of the attention to him. Like he's a master of mysticism just because he studied magic. Um, he is a, uh, a science whiz, you know, uh, I don't want to say like a master of, of technology the way that uh, the way that Tony is, but he's not that far behind, you know, a along with that, he can get people to follow him right. and persuasive. So He's very persuasive, right? So he's got like all of the characteristics of like a a great leader. Like if maybe a less powerful version of Superman were a villain. Hmm. You know? Yeah. And or man, that might not be the right one, but when he shows up, the whole Marvel universe turns and looks because he is going to do something that is going to royally screw over everybody <laughs> and they've got to <laughs> they've got to stop him i think that giancarlo esposito can handle that amount of of weight in a in a role and 
you know, pull all eyes toward him, especially with that that super commanding voice that he had as Moff Gideon, mm. where he just took control of the screen. Like, I didn't care about the Mandalorian anymore. I was like, tell me more about this Moff Gideon. Yeah, man, I found him pretty compelling there, too. Um, so I thinking about this and thinking about him being leader of Latveria and all that stuff, like I could totally see like what if these countries like. You, you just were describing um, Dr. Doom, and he started to feel like the reverse side of the coin from Black Panther, you know? Yeah. Uh, that leader that's the, the good leader that uh, is doing the best he can or whatever, um, and versus Dr. Doom, who's doing what he does. Anyway. You had one other news story you wanted to uh, throw out? I know it's there's not much to it, right? There's just the new Hellstrom pictures are up. Yeah, it's just that uh, the first look at Hellstrom has has shown up. Um, it's it's really honestly not even that impressive, in my opinion, because mm-hmm. uh, like the the photos are just some people in suits standing around. Right. And Hellstrom is really cool uh, in that. Um, his character design is usually really cool uh, because he has like this emblazoned pentagram like carved into his chest and his hair is on fire and he usually has a trident. Um, huh. None of that is present in any of these pictures. Yeah, yeah it's, it seems like these are just it, this feels like a, something straight out of Runaways or something like that. A um, little less little less marvely than maybe. Uh, it could yeah. look and I mean it, you know it looks it looks fine but uh the, you know just if you want to see some pictures of some dudes in suits and some some it looks like nice cinematography um so that's exciting I'm always excited for a new Marvel show um but I just don't know anything about Hellstrom really like I'm it's not my has not been my fandom up till now maybe it'll be amazing <laughs> what if it's amazing and then just doesn't get a second season that will be upsetting because that's always upsetting. Or you know what though? Not always. Like if it ends well, maybe it'll just be a great piece of art. Like like Watchmen, where it's just like that's a w- amazing piece of art. <laughs> you done a good. Yeah. You done let it, let a it, let good. Let it live there. Uh, let's get into some feedback. We we got a lot of feedback, and there's no way we're getting through it all tonight. So some of this we'll have to roll over to next week. But uh, yeah, let's we just... might as well just give up and not do it. <laughs> <laughs> But we just started the show. We can't just oh, okay. stop it now. 24 yeah. minutes of recording. I yeah. guess we could. <laughs> no, we got this. No. Tom Fitzgerald. Hi, Matt and Jeff. Longtime listener, first time writer in her. <laughs> I would like to start off by saying you guys are, without a doubt, my favorite podcast. Oh, thanks, Tom. You make my walk to work less of a chore and a more enjoyable part of my day. So I genuinely thank you both for that. I have a question about Avengers Endgame. Why, oh, why didn't the Avengers use their time machine to all go to Thanos' garden on that planet with the weird pineapples in the days after he snapped everyone away? They knew he was there. They knew he was weak. They knew all the Infinity Stones were there. Thanks again for the work you both do. Also, I'm from Bournemouth, England, and your accent left a lot to be desired. <laughs> well, he did his best. He did his best. I had all of like five 
minutes to prepare years five years to prepare five years to prepare yeah i did a little back yeah uh, yeah he was he, a little he, bit of, did a little bit of digging a little stint but, uh, in barmouth england um went over there yeah. and lived lived among the barmouthians yeah for a while. tried to just really immerse myself in the culture yeah i'm just a sponge <laughs> for accents yeah um <laughs> So the reason I would say they did not go back to that time to get the stones is they don't know exactly when he snapped them away. He could have snapped them away almost immediately after arriving on his world. And also he had the gauntlet like fully. He had all the stones like, yeah, like even if he was weakened, he still had the greatest power in the universe. Yeah, I would say that's that's a little riskier than all the other places they went to get the uh, various stones they went where the stone was basically not being used currently so it's like a little easier to go there and just find all the stones i think that's why that happened yeah i mean uh, you would have lost a lot more than just widow trying to get those stones yes i think i think that would have and i mean they did do that is the is the other answer is like they they didn't use the time travel but they did go there as uh, almost immediately after the battle to go try to track him down and um you know as soon as they knew where he was and it was just too late yeah man there's that uh that picture <laughs> that picture that's in um in the stranded panda chat um it's a meme let me find it here it is uh brandon beck posted it where somebody tweeted Black Widow should be dropped on Disney Plus immediately. And their reply was, if you want to see Black Widow drop on Disney Plus, jump to an hour, 52 minutes and 50 seconds in Avengers Endgame. Oh, (laughs) too soon. Too soon. It hurts. (laughs) It hurts so much. Why does it hurt so bad? (laughs) Because it was real. Mm. Anyway. Oh, looks like we got some feedback on Discord. Yeah. From America's, from America's Silhouette. I like it. <laughs> ah, okay. He said, about what you guys were talking about on your recent episode with Vanko, knowing where Tony was. Tony made a big deal about him driving on TV before the race, and it was on the news. That said, I still agree with your idea that Vanko wanted to destroy Tony's stuff. You know, attacking the name, so that makes sense also. Uh, one last thing, I agree, the first two or three seasons of Clone Wars are hard to get through, but season four and five and beyond are some of the best seasons of all the shows I've watched. But hey, maybe that's the Star Wars fan in me talking. Love you guys and the podcast. Great job. Oh, man. America Silhouette, this makes me upset because people have told me the first season's bad. You're telling me the first three seasons are bad. I'm never going to make it. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just not. I keep trying. I know Jeff's gonna make it because he loves Star Wars and he's gonna get there. I just, I just don't know that I'm ever gonna make it. There's so many things I just care about more. And you and have so much faith in me. <laughs> I do, I do have faith in you. Um, your lack of faith is disturbing. Um, oh, look at that! Look at Matt bringing out the Star Wars reference <laughs> all by himself. Oh man, somebody was saying something about Star Wars. They were, oh, they, oh, I remember. They were just saying how my hatred for Star Wars is, uh, you know, is, is silly. I should love Star Wars and da 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 da. And so I, I, I responded with like uh, the full quote from, um, from Vader where he says, uh. Uh, where he talks about your 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 
it's it's the guy talking to Vader, not Vader talking, uh, where he says like your uh, your sorcery, your uh, whatever it is. I can't even remember it now. Your antiquated religion. Yeah, your antiquated religion with its sorcery and da 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 da. Like I just called. I said that to him, and I don't think he got it. <laughs> I was like, dang it. Why why am I not the Star Wars fan and I still can reference Star Wars well? That's the kind of nerd I am, I guess. For some reason, I don't know. It's I, weird. Yeah, it is. And well, it's I, it's I don't weird. reference it that well, by the way. I'm not like sitting here saying I'm like a great referencer of Star Wars, but like I feel like I get the references. I can I can argue about Star Wars pretty effectively. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird that you can like you can forget everything about everything just, but then when it comes to star wars well, i don't know about and that. arguing against star wars <laughs> you remember it. yeah it's true it's true it's I'm weird just, matt i'm just an asshole that's what it is <laughs> you gotta keep your friends close and your enemies closer yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um okay but the other thing here is that america silhouette says about the uh, um tony is a totally good call like i think vanko is probably in uh, what is it? Monaco? Uh, Monaco to, to yeah. try to like because he knew that Tony would be there. He did not know he was driving until he saw it on the news, and then he was like, "Oh, well, luckily, I just have to jump this fence here and destroy his car." <laughs> that's a, that's a good head, Ken. Better better than it's 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 kind of a combination of what we had and 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 a little bit added to it, and I like it. I like it. It's better. It's better. Thank you for plussing that. <laughs> Thanks for that heart react. <laughs> oh, we have a sponsor today, Jeff, and I'm so excited about it. Oh, yeah? Who is it? Yes, it is the new Audible original, The Sandman. I have heard people talk about The Sandman comic books forever and say it was like the best, one of the best comic books of all time. This is what everyone tells me. Yeah. Well, they have done a full-on like voice acting production with some killer people in it, and they're going to do three, I guess it's three of The Sandman stories. What we're going to do, because we're so excited by this, and Audible is actually sponsoring us for the entire month. So what we're going to do to thank Audible, we are going to do our own listen to these three episodes of Sandman, and we are going to do a podcast about them. So I'm excited about this because... It's just, it's a thing I've always wanted to read. And now you don't have to read it. I know. Now I don't have to read it. But you know what? I'll probably end up reading it too. That's fair. That's fair. I mean, it's written by Neil Gaiman. Exactly. We've been reading some Neil Gaiman comics lately, like recently, and the man does good work. Yeah, for sure, man, for sure. Um, And so, yeah, guys, you can listen to the new Audible original, The Sandman. It's based on the best-selling DC graphic novel written by Neil Gaiman, adapted and directed by Dirk Maggs, hailed by the Los Angeles Times Magazine as the greatest epic in the history of comic books. The audio adaptation is decades in the making, starring James McAvoy. James McAvoy? That's right, James McAvoy in the title role. 
Holy crap. Follow the Morpheus the Dream Lord as he's pulled from the dream realm and imprisoned on Earth. When he finally escapes, he must restore his power to build his dominion, and that's just the start. Uh, Featuring a powerhouse ensemble cast including Riz Ahmed, Kat Dennings, Michael Sheen, and more. Uh, yeah, guys, this is awesome. Um, in your wildest dreams, you've never heard anything like this. Listen now, only on Audible. Go to audible.com slash the Sandman and listen. We're going to do that. We're going to go get this. I've already pre-ordered it. Um, so we're going to go listen to the Sandman story at a time and cover it here on the podcast. So we'll, we'll be dropping it in the feed over the next few days. So if you want to join us on that route, watch, do it. Um, do it. Do, do it. Um, and, and, and now we're going to actually play the trailer for the Sandman uh, graphic. A little 30 second trailer. So check it out. The year was 1916. Roderick Burgess conceived a plan. He would capture death. Oh, you are death. Is it him? He's back. The Sandman's a fairy story. He's back, John. Dream of the Endless. Greetings to you, Lucifer Morningstar. Hello, Dream. I have shown him fear in a handful of dust. The Sandman, only from Audible, in association with DC. Just close your eyes and listen. So guys, join us over the next few weeks. We're going to be doing uh, our Sandman watch. I'm not sure which week we'll drop the first one. I think we're going to finish our Eternals read, and then we're going to get into the Sandman. So we're going to just a real Neil Gaiman-y kind of week. Kind of month. I'm okay with that. Neil Gaiman month here on the MCU cast. I never knew it was going to happen this way. I love it. Uh, Dylan Diggs said, hey guys, Dylan Diggs from Western Maryland here. Jeff, feel free to try an accent. I have a weird mix of Baltimore slash Western Maryland accent. Don't think I want to try that. Have fun. Uh, Okay, so something I've been thinking about lately is how good the X-Men movie franchise was with casting. The movies weren't always great, but the casting was often stellar. I also hear at least many of the first class contracts still exist, and Feige was reportedly meeting with Sir Patrick Stewart. With that in mind, I was curious if you can take three of the actors from that universe and bring them into the MCU, who would it be and in what role would you cast them? Also, what one character would you move over into the MCU unchanged, thinking of Evan Peters maybe slipping in? Thanks! Hmm. Yeah. Wait, Evan Peters at Quicksilver? Yeah. Yeah, I think that Quicksilver is it would be really fun. I don't know if that joke though, like the joke of him moving quicks, you know, the way that basically the the Quicksilver character and his whole thing is like mostly just great because it's like the effect and the writing of it. Like I don't think Evan I like Evan Peters and everything, but I don't think you could do that with almost anyone and it would still be the, the joke would still land, I think. Yeah, well, the, the joke is Star-Lord, you know, Star-Lord dancing on Morag. Uh, well, I, I just, I mean this, the slow, slow motion thing, but yeah. Well, I, I just, I mean, a sequence of him doing a thing, you know, that is kind of intrinsic to his character and kind of is indicative of what he would do in any situation. Um, set to a pop song or an older right. pop song. Yeah. Like that's, that's Peter Quill. It's also a character having a fun time with their powers, which is right. rare or just having fun in general, which is something Marvel does well. And I think they don't do that at all with their, uh, the, their Fox verse, 
very often. Very, very often they're not having any fun. Um, and something that Marvel does really good, MCU does a really good job of. And so I think Evan P- P- uh, Peters would fit in well, but I also think you could do that with a lot of other characters or other actors and have them do the same thing. Now he talks here about them bringing everyone over, uh, and how apparently Feige had meetings with, um, the first class cast. And I think there's a part of me that is like, how meta would it be if they like use the first class, the way they use the other cast and like did some sort of time travel story to create the new universe. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like mm-hmm. it, it would be awful though. I think it would be the worst idea. I don't want it. I want them. To, I want a fresh start. Yeah. Personally. I mean, the, the question was what three actors would we pluck from, from that verse and stick them into this one? Oh, did you say and who three? Would we cast them as. Yeah. Okay. And I just, I don't want any of them, <laughs> you know? Right. Like fresh, fresh start. And, you know, if you gun to my head, force me, um, I, yeah, I, I can't, I can't, you can't, you can't do that. Stop it. It hurts. Shoot me. <laughs> so this is them being cast as a different character. Okay. I thought he was saying unchanged. Oh, that's a different question. I see. He asked two questions. My bad. Um, yeah. I, I had the two questions blended in my brain. Um, okay. So three actors we would want to pluck out of there. All right. Clearly, um, Hugh Jackman as Professor X. <laughs> oh, my God. He can, he can avoid working out. It's fine. Ian McKellen as quick cyclops oh yeah i think we we're going for the same joke just make him like a young x-men like reverse the yeah. reverse the role <laughs> i am gandalf the quicksilver <laughs> i'm gandalf the quicksilver yes yes please um yep, yep. i mean the, the, there's a lot of great actors he talks about how in here how good how well cast they were the thing is i think they were well cast for look a lot of times yeah but i don't think the x-men movies are that well cast for characterization yeah for acting ability and even when they are cast well with great actors like they they phone it in so hard (laughs) sometimes like logan's amazing logan's amazing you can't you can't hit on logan and the deadpool movies are great i'm really i have a lot of hope for new mutants which is soon but like man so like j-law in that freaking those last couple, man, she's just running it in so hard and she's a great actress. She's like won Oscars and stuff at this point and she's just phoning it in. She deserves to give them back. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, I kind of feel that way. Like Woof. you need to, you gotta care about your craft and I don't think she is in those, in those movies. She's not, she's like there for a check and it pisses me off as a, fan of these kinds of movies that actors who are great don't think they need to bring their a game they're just like i'm just here to attach my name to this and and you know makes me kind of disrespect her work ethic as an actress but she's not that's not she's not the only one like i really like i think there's a lot of those like characters who like just don't resonate that well um i can say with certainty that michael fassbender is not one of them no, no. Um, per- 
particularly in first class. I think that uh, McAvoy and Fassbender are both great, like really, yeah. really, really wonderful. They're giving it their all. Yes. And you can tell. And yep. uh, I think that Fassbender, you know, I would like to see him in a flashy role. Like, what do you mean by flashy? Flashy, flashy good guy. Uh, somebody who draws a lot of attention to themselves, maybe accidentally, like Nightcrawler. Hmm. I think that he's got the the build for Nightcrawler because he's kind of he, he's muscular, but he's not like bulky muscular. He's lean. Yeah. And he's got you know he could do he could pull off the accent pretty pretty handily. And honestly, he's I mean he's physical enough to where. He could do a great adult nightcrawler. Yeah, I can see it. He's got the he's got the chops to to push that that pain forward. You know that pain of you know a life of uh, of kind of that that self loathing. You know, thinking that you're a devil, but you're or you know you you look like a devil, but you're a devout Catholic. Like just he would he would be so good in that kind of role. Yeah, he would kill it for sure. Um, so okay, I, just think, I think he's great. I think uh, I think there's there's a few that are really really wonderful, and Hugh Jackman's great. Um, but even Hugh Jackman, too old. well, yeah, yeah, he's 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 too old for Wolverine. I think at this well, point, he's too old for Marvel. Maybe, and he he costs too much. That's probably true. I hate to say that you know Disney like Disney gets unknown actors so that they can get them on the cheap, but. That's kind of what they do. They get unknown actors so that they can save a buck on the the cost, but then they elevate these people who are actually good actors into this crazy stardom. Yeah. And and they, you know, they get to show their chops on screen and then move on to great, you know, other great things. Like I didn't know who Chadwick Bo- Boseman was at all until Civil War came out, and now I'm like, "My god, give me 21 bridges, I need it." Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, that's a, that's a valid point, but I, you know, we're, we're thinking, wow, here we're thinking, wow, we're thinking like, but it's no option. What are the, who, who would be good actors in these things? Um, yeah, I don't know. I guess I don't have that many that I really care to bring over. I hate to say it, but I don't have that many that I'm like, this guy is my favorite. I do think that about McAvoy and Fassbender though. I think they're both great. And I think uh, basically all the Magnetos and all the Professor X's are wonderful, they just I don't know that they'd be worth bringing in to do anything else though I think they'd probably need to just stay in that universe <laughs> oh man they start really playing with the multiverse like I'm fine with them you know bringing them over for something but yeah yeah um would be pretty cool if in like 20 years uh they're doing like whatever phase 15 and um that they've really you know, gone hard into the multiverse. And then we get an actual like 50 or 60 year old professor X played by, um, by McAvoy McAvoy, like, like it's similar in age to what Patrick Stewart was when he started the role or whatever. Yeah. That could be. Yeah. So McAvoy does such a good job of touching his temple (laughs) in in first class or, you know, reaching up to the side of his head. Yeah. Yeah. He does. I think that with that, he could do a pretty solid Cyclops. (laughs) 
it's fair. But it's fair. he emotes by crying a lot, so I don't think that that would work. He might be the only one that could cry through the visor. <laughs> I think you can cry through the visor, right? Ah, uh, that's not what I saw in Apocalypse. He had the visor on, he was trying to cry, and it was just, he looked mopey. All right. I agree it. It says, if, uh, if Jeff reads this on the cast, I live in London with a heavy East Midlands accent thrown in the mix. <laughs> give us, give us, give us one good read. One good London read. I, I don't even know what East Midlands sounds like, man. I don't either, man. All right. Hi, it's Gurriot here. That's perfect East Midlands. Yeah, this is what it sounds like right here. Yeah, you're doing it. Not sure if this has been... <laughs> Not sure if this has been spoken about because I'm still catching up with the podcast as I've just finally got up to date with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. But oh my gosh, we saw in the framework what a good Agent Ward could have been if only Victoria Hand got him out of jail instead of Garrett. Uh, so what if the team travels forward into early 2000s and we see Coulson getting Ward out of prison? I think that would be awesome and a great service to the character. I've been listening for about a year now and absolutely love it. Hope you guys are keeping well and keep up the good work of the MCU cast. Hey, thank you, Griot. Um, appreciate you. Uh, that's appreciate a, you. I love this idea. I love the idea of them actually. You know, we talked. We just talked about on yesterday's cast about um, Shield. About, we talked about the idea of them um, changing things, uh, changing things from the earlier seasons. Now that they're time traveling and changing the character of Ward or like intercepting him as a young man. Like that sounds like another thing that Daisy would probably do. I love it. Oh man. If we get Ward back for the last season, talk about a victory lap. Yeah. Oh yeah. What it like, <laughs> yeah, man, a good ward, like a good, an actual good ward for the final few episodes. Yeah. What This is episode seven. We just covered. So there's yep. six left. Six more. Oh no. That's so few. Oh. I know. <laughs> That's so few. Countdown to the end of S.H.I.E.L.D. It's the end of an era, man. End of an era. Yeah, it is. I mean, as long as this podcast has been around, S.H.I.E.L.D. has been around. Yeah. Golly. Makes me sad to see it go. Makes me sad. Yep. Ayan uh, Maker says, hey guys, I was just thinking about RDJ's cameo in... <laughs> In Black Widow, what would it be? A single line or just an appearance? How would they fit him in if it doesn't take place in the U.S.? Just wanted your take on it. Well, she's Team Tony. The last thing we see of her in Civil War is him warning her, right? Yeah. Like he, he's yeah. like, you know, they're going to be coming for you. So, like, I could, I could totally see a phone call or something between them, like, where he's like, are you ready to come in yet? Are you ready to come in? You've, you've already signed the accords. If you, like, give up now, like, whatever, we can, we can, we can bring you in, uh, you know, and not, not arrest you or something. And then, you know, she doesn't. And then she fights all of Russia or whatever. <laughs> all of, the Red Room. All of Eastern Europe versus Black Widow. Oh, God. I don't think she would win. I don't know, man. She's scrappy. <laughs> She's got Red Guardian on her side. It's true. It's very true. <laughs> Still fits. Ben Delberti says, hey, guys, I'm a longtime listener, but first I'm writing in, and this might be a verse for you because I'm only 12. Oh, cool. Thanks for listening, Jeez. Ben. We feel bad about the, the bad things we say sometimes. 
Yeah, Matt feels bad about all of his bad language, and shame on him for it. It's true. It's true. <laughs> I'm ashamed. Uh, oh, he says, P.S. Do this in a Russian accent to tribute Black Widow. All right. Hey guys, I'm a long-time listener, but first time writing in, and this might be a first for you because I'm only 12. During these hard times, this podcast has really helped me, especially with homeschooling. It is a great way I can escape in your balance between news, your theories, and random chat about peanut butter versus chocolate spread has really helped me. <laughs> there, was that was that better with the Russian accent? I think it was. The tribute Black Widow? Yeah. Still fits. Still fits. Fits. <laughs> I get it. You get it. There's not really a joke there, but you said you said fits. Favorite character. Yeah, thanks, Ben. And thanks for listening. Yeah, I think this is our second uh like around that person around that age wrote in recently talking about how it's been a hard time with homeschooling. I can only imagine, man. Yeah, you're not the only one. Um kiddo. It's yeah. it's hard for all of us. <laughs> like having to keep I've got uh, an eleven and thirteen year old that I am uh, in charge of um and or that i'm a you know step parent for and keeping those two in line for any length of time uh, getting them keeping them focused on any any task is rough and especially with you know being all cooped up in the house and everybody's in the same room most of the days cuz it's the living room and that's pretty much where everybody is like it's not it's not always a great situation, especially for like being on a, you know, an eight hour Zoom call so that you can be in school doing homeschooling stuff like it's tough. It's tough for everybody. And I mean, with with the way that schools are going to be opening coming up, it's going to be even worse. Yeah. Like I am not looking forward to that. Uh, we actually were keeping the kids at home this upcoming school year. Like we were oh, really? in the the letter of intent um, to have one do the like full on virtual school that's offered by the state. But also uh, the other one is probably just going to be homeschooled by mom. Wow. And I mean, you know, Florida's like if Florida was a country, Florida would be in ninth place in number of COVID-19 cases. It is absurd how much Florida is spiking in COVID-19. Yeah, man. It's really scary. So like, <laughs> like 15,000 new cases in one day, a couple days ago. Yeah. It's we, t- we shattered the record. Go us. Yeah. Like shattered the record for any state. We've got 12 times the number of cases that Australia and South Korea have combined. Ugh, yeah. It's a scary, crazy time, man. I have a really bad, I mentioned it. I don't know if I mentioned it in this cast or the last cast, but I'm sick. I have a really bad sore throat and, uh, I have been freaked out all day that I have COVID. I don't think I do. My symptoms don't line up. I don't think it's that, but like just having a sore throat in this crazy time, the thing that freaks me out. Yeah. It just freaks me out, man. The whole thing freaks me out. I don't like it. All of it. The thing that freaks me out is all of it. Yeah. Living through a pandemic is not fun. It's not. It's real sad. And I, I worry about everybody. And like, yeah, it's, it's, it's scary. I think we talked yeah. about it some yesterday, so I won't go too far into it. Yeah. I mean, anybody that is a, a frequent commenter in the strain of Panda chat, if I, I don't see him for a couple of days, I'm like, Oh no. I know. Oh, no. Right? Yeah. 
there, there have been a few people like that that normally write in a lot and normally respond a lot, and we're like, I hope they're okay. Like, whenever I don't hear from a friend for a few days, I start to get worried about them. I'm just worried about everybody. And, like, uh, multiple of my friends have it now. Um, I had six band members have it. Like, nobody that I've worked with. And the crazy thing is, is none of them have even worked together. They just, like, have picked it up from, I guess, being out and... Just all independently. Playing shows because, you know, we it's like they're about the... the the um, unemployment stuff's about to expire, so kind of have to go back to work at some point, and I really don't want to. Like, I'm really worried to be out there. Anyway. God. Anyway. So, let's, let's, let's escape from reality a little let's bit longer. From yeah. Ben, ben was like, hey, it's really great escapism, and then we went on like a two-minute tirade about how bad COVID is. Sorry about that, Ben. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, we Ben. Meant, we meant to say uh, Spider-Man. Thwip. Thwip. <laughs> Flip. Yeah. Quip. Yeah. Whip, flip, and quip. Yep, that's the Spider-Man thing. Yeah, that is what he does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Matthew Posey says, Hey guys, long-time listener, first-time writer. One of my favorite things about the MCU is the difference of genre and tone from one movie or TV show to the next. The only things I know about the comics are what you guys teach me, so I thought I'd ask. What hero that we haven't seen on screen yet would be perfect for a Greg Daniels type of comedy show, i.e. Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Space Force... Those things, Matt from Nashville. Hey, Nashville, you're cl- you're down down south with us. Um, let's see. I, I feel like Damage Control would be good, probably. Damage Which, Control would be perfect I for that. They, they supposedly style. were going to do that a couple years ago, and that, yeah, and it was going to be a comedy show. Was it? Yeah, I couldn't remember if it was for sure going to be a comedy, but I do feel like that would be a good fit. But then they did the DC one instead, so I think that probably derailed them. And that got canceled after like 10, ep- 10 episodes. But I think the Marvel one would probably would have been more successful. It's just right now there's just more of a hunger for Marvel content. Can't imagine why. Can't imagine why. <laughs> now, I've, I've heard that uh, Doom Patrol and the animated DC stuff is is great. Oh, the animated DC stuff has never, never been a slouch. Like it's been good forever. Yeah, like the the animated Harley Quinn show has apparently been amazing. Yeah, I, I've heard that. I'd like to I'd like to dive into that. It sounds like a lot of fun. You don't have time for that, Matt. Nope, I don't. I will, I <laughs> will right. soon. I gotta finish these albums, and then I like will have free time again. But that's not true because I'll come up with some other creative project to work on. Uh, and I, even that's not really true because I'm already got a one lined up for after that. But there's less of, <laughs> there's less of a timetable. You see, I've got these. Uh, I've got three albums I'm trying to finish and they all have to be done by like November. So like that, that's all, you know, that's hard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. The, the other creative projects I have, have a little more longer timetable on them. So maybe after these three things, I'll be, I'll have a little time. The question though, the question was who have we not seen that would be great for that style of show of comedy show? Yeah. I think it would have to be, it would have to be a TV show. And I think that and both of those shows are pretty team oriented too. That's kind of why yeah. that popped into my head. But I mean, if it's team oriented, Guardians of the Galaxy could could pull that off because um, they're a little bit on the goofy side. What would be? You know what really, I want to see straight up. Tell me uh, a Hydra show. 
<laughs> Hydra Bob. Yeah, like Hydra Bob. But like, Deadpool like, and Hydra Bob. Yeah. Hydra Bob <laughs> and like let Deadpool. Sh- like you start every episode with Deadpool like destroying something and Hydra Bob narrowly escaping um, or something or like start multiple episodes that way. Um, and oh you just my get God, like a Hydra so Bob funny. show. Oh, that would be so great. <laughs> <laughs> Hydra, but yeah, I guess we should explain since uh, Matthew said he didn't know any comics. So Hydra Bob is a character that apparently it throughout all a lot of Marvel comics, particularly in the Deadpool runs, there's uh, there's there will often be a Hydra agent, and he'll just be named Bob. And the like kind of running joke is that it's the same guy, and then Deadpool like specifically knows him, like they're friends. Yep, Bob, they, agent of Hydra. Yeah. Yeah, man. That's so great. Oh, that would be so great. Okay, 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 okay. We gotta move on. Uh, Tavita Ruen says, Hey guys, I've been listening to a few of your older episodes. I don't know why you would want to do that. <clears throat> and have a few times... Sorry. And have a few times come across the confusion surrounding Thanos grabbing the gauntlet at the end of Age of Ultron. Apologies if you guys have already covered it, but I thought I would throw in my two cents. Here's my headcanon. Thanos grabs the gauntlet after the events of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1, after Ronan backs out of his agreement with Thanos and keeps a Power Stone for himself, resulting in Thanos grabbing his gauntlet and saying, Fine, I'll do it myself. It makes a lot more sense than it being as a result of Age of Ultron, but as Thanos is an Avengers-level threat to the whole universe, and not just a Guardian's threat, that's why I think they felt they needed to show it after Age of Ultron. Uh, Continuing... Because Thor The Dark World oof, takes place before Guardians Volume 1, Thanos goes to Nidavellir sometime in between the events of The Dark World and Guardians, where Loki is on the throne instead of Odin, where he won't be as effective or passionate, or might not even know, about protecting Asgard's allies, which is why Thanos is able to invade, uh, take what he needed, and wipe out Itri's people on Nidavellir with ease what do you guys think thanks keep up the great work i think this is the best explanation of it i've heard and it totally makes sense i almost defended it and said well the, the other movies all like ha- if something happens within the movie itself you know that that's in the post credit sequence but that's not even true like that's not true at all <laughs> thor's yeah. hammer was at the end of what was it iron man 2 iron man 2 yeah so there's definitely um, precedent for it just being a completely off the wall thing. It just felt out of place because we're all like, "Well, what do you mean you'll do it yourself? We just watched a movie where you weren't even in it, and it had nothing to do with the gauntlet." But I guess uh, so. This has led to all these theories about there being, um, you know, Ultron having been a Thanos project of some sort. But yeah, uh, yeah, I think that is a fair assessment of it. I like it. Good, good job, Tavita. Yeah, I mean. Uh, another example, I guess, is at the end of Ant-Man, we get uh, Cap and Falcon talking to Bucky when he's in the yeah. in the machine, in the press. Yeah, that's true. That's true. They're completely unrelated to that movie. Yeah. Yeah. So there's precedent for it. Yeah. I don't know why. It just never dawned on me that that might be the case. That's a good, good idea. Thanks, Savita. Uh-oh. 
All right. Uh, Leo Burton says, I personally think that the arc for the next three phases of the MCU will be the McLuhan rings, which we will be told the origin of in Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. I also think that these will replace the Infinity Stones. The main villain will be the Mandarin, who will be introduced in Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. I also think that he could replace Thanos. I also think that throughout Black Widow, there will be another arc, which will be about General Ross and the Thunderbolts, which will come to head in Spider-Man 3. Hmm. Now that's a big mm. swing. There's a very, I feel like there's, there's, that is a really, I do think that the Thunderbolts and General Ross have a possibility of being a thing, maybe even in Black Widow, but like having them become a thing and then move into Spider-Man 3 seems like a lot to do in those two movies. Yeah, it seems, uh, that seems like a, a monumental task, but. So you want to focus on Black Widow, it's her last hurrah, yeah. at least we assume. Yeah, yeah. So I think you'd want to focus on her, but yeah, could be. I like I like this idea though of the McLuhan rings because you know this gives us instead of six things to go on a, a hand, it's ten things. Yeah. So <laughs> I like it. I mean, and yes, it could absolutely make sense. I kind of don't want the next phase of Marvel to be as focused around like a set of things to collect and i know it's like a tried and true method of storytelling to have like a, some things to collect but it just feel it, it you know they just spent 10 years doing that so it would yeah. be surprising to me if that's the way they spent the next 10 years or whatever yeah yeah that's fair that's fair we've got the eternals coming up as well and the eternals has a lot of that ancient technology holy shit matt yep it's yeah. not mac lewin it's Eternals. It's no, it's it's uh, I'm sorry, the Celestials. Right. Like it's, it's celestial. celestial technology and yeah. not McLuhan. I think rings. that is I think that's very possible that they will combine or like, you know, simplify the storylines so that the the ancient technology used in the rings is somehow a uh, descendant of the celestial technology. Oh, man. And and that and that would tie in. Um, like now, now, if you, if you start to say these 10 rings, whatever they do, and then, you know, they, they're, I could see a lot more if they're like, you know, the Mandarin collects the 10 rings over the course of a couple Shang-Chi movies or something like that. And then they have a battle and then something about activating the 10 rings together calls forth the celestials. And then we have a whole phase of dealing. I think the the next phase dealing with the celestials feels a lot more like something they would do because it's just different. It's just very different. And them yeah. having to deal, and the celestials are just such a, like, how do you even deal? Uh, we, we just finished reading uh, the Eternals and we're going to be doing a cast about it next week. Um, we cast about the first four last week for the patrons and we're going to be casting about the last four for the patrons next week. And um, yeah, it's just the, the Eternal or the celestials just like, they don't even, care about human you know like they're just they're just un, un uninvolved like how do you even fight something that like you, you don't you yeah you, you you can't fight them they're just how does powerful. an ant fight a boot <laughs> yeah and you can't understand them that's another thing that they they get out in this comic is like how do you how do you even understand what how what they're thinking about so like that that sort of a thing could i, I, I could totally see that being the next big thing for marvel Oh, yeah, absolutely. And oh, man, think if oh, oh man, think if uh, 
Okay, 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 okay. Sorry. Shang-Chi doesn't have to happen. Um, it doesn't have to happen within the five years of the snap. But something that I would like to see, especially if they're going uh, the celestial uh, technology route, is one of the celestials, much like at the end of the Eternals, one of the celestials just standing like in San Francisco, just hanging out. Yeah, and that'd be neat. Th- that's just a feature that everybody in the world has to deal with now. Yeah, which is which is one of the things that happens in that comic book. And if you want to hear more about that, become a Patreon a patron at patreon.com slash MCUcast, where you can hear us talk about the Eternals comic book. Um, That's a good selfless plug. <laughs> such a selfless plug. <laughs> uh, all right, guys. I think that's about all we have the time for this fine evening. Um, we love you guys very much. Um, again, 3000 in fact, yeah, th- 3000. Um, and we will be, uh, be back soon with lots more stuff. But, uh, if you, if you got a chance, please check out Pandavision. It is our new show that we're launching and, uh, we've talked about in the past, but the best way, the best thing you can do to help us launch a new show and to help us as a network survive and keep making content is obviously to go listen and subscribe, but above that, the five-star reviews really do help other people find the show. So if you go over there to Pandavision and you give us five-star reviews, then it shoots us up in the rankings and people can find us. And we're about to be doing our Umbrella Academy watch and our The Boys watch. Um, and if people can, if we're up, up in the rankings during that time period, it would be really... Uh, a wonderful thing for the show to be able to grow and for us to be able to continue to make more stranded Panda content. So please, please, please. Uh, and, and also you get, you're entered to win a chance to win a shirt and you're entered to win a chance <laughs> entered in a chance. <laughs> you are entered to win a, um, what, what are we giving away? The, the Avengers, the Avengers video game. Oh Yeah. Yeah, so a shirt we're giving a shirt away uh, every couple weeks, oh, and then we're uh, giving the Avengers video game away soon. Soon, and we're also doing the Miles Morales thing. Yeah, but that's that's for oh, that's trivia. trivia. We're doing so many giveaways, man. Yeah, we're doing a lot of giveaways, and and basically, you guys have been very kind. All the listeners, um, we get a little bit of ad revenue from the show. We've got a lot of patrons, but honestly, most of the money that we do the sh- that we get from the show goes back into us trying to grow the show and the network. So that's really what we're trying to do right now because, um, Oh, but honestly, particularly me, like my job is kind of disappearing. We were talking about being scared of COVID and like everybody is. And, um, yeah, I don't know what live music is going to look like in the future. And you guys have been really wonderful. And we've been able to grow this show to a level that it's just sort of somewhat sustainable. Um, and so we're trying to grow all these other shows and get the network cooking in a cool way. Um, and try to try to try to grow this thing. So if you want to help us out, Pandavision, uh, you can do that. You can also come uh, hang out and play trivia um, on Wednesday night on Twitch.tv slash Stranded Panda TV. A lot of TV in there. There's a lot of TV in there. You can also do Twitch.com slash Stranded Panda TV. That may sound a little better. Maybe I should say that from now on. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Figure it out. All right, guys. Love you 3000. Peace. Until next time, true believers.